Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Before we get started, I want to remind everyone to check out our sponsors, Rancho Bravo Tacos. They have two locations, Capitol Hill and Wallingford. The Capitol Hill location has a drive-thru, so it makes it super convenient to pick something up before you go home. Before you go home, before you go to a gathering, a party, pick some tamales up, you know, be the hit of the party and take some Rancho Bravo tacos. And then also the sneakers friend. The sneakers friend is a sneaker cleaner kit that will help you extend the life of your shoes. So if you have a particular pair of shoes that you really love and possibly can't get anymore, keep them looking good. Clean them. Clean the soles. Clean the the the, the sides of them. Keep them looking good, and the sneakers friend will help you do that. Or if you're a sneakerhead and you have to clean your shoe after every after every time you wear it, the sneakers friend. Um, keep them looking good. That didn't do anything for me. Really? You gotta snort it. <laughs> so you don't hang out with recovering addicts <laughs> tell you how to use your drugs <laughs> no that's a microdose of mushrooms no shit yeah i wish oh, i'm jealous fly, it, fly you, don't, it, you don't trip off of it oh i bet you take yeah, I mean, a if you headphones. take well yeah but that's <laughs> supposedly that's Point two grams. Oh, that's a decent or micrograms. amount. Oh, okay. Point two micrograms. So you probably have to take like twelve of them. Because I think six grams is a dose. Yeah. Of psilocybin. Wow. That seems about right. <clears throat> and that is it. Yeah, the it gets billed as a micro. So I take them every now and then, and it. What it does is that it lets me focus i don't get distracted yeah as easily oh that's awesome and i get a i get a lot of stuff done so if i have to do any sort of doing reports or you know a lot of looking at spreadsheets i'll take one and then i can just get right through it and that blows my mind that it works better than say adderall that's crazy yeah because i did try i had a friend who let me take some adderall and it didn't do it it didn't do anything. It makes you feel gross. Hmm. I mean, I'm, it's gross. It doesn't feel good, that's for sure. Hmm. I didn't enjoy it. Well, that's not true. We used to drink a lot. Like, you could drink a lot if you take a couple of those. One or two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it gives you motor for boozing. Yeah. Huh. Like a, a whole night, don't feel a thing. Huh. In- interested. Interesting. (laughs) 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 Yeah, it definitely worked. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the CZ Media Podcast. I'm going to build this at show 101. Let's go. And uh, remind you guys to listen to us on your favorite podcasting app. I'm on all of them. And then uh, check us out on YouTube. Cheers, everyone. Uh, and then uh, don't forget to check out the sponsors, Rancho Bravo Tacos. Ooh, Still with Rancho Bravo. They're <laughs> good supporter of the show. Uh, Capitol Hill and Wallingford, burritos, tacos. Um, they're always trying to do something new. So go and check them out. 
And then also the sneakers friend. So Kevin, as you know, I started this sneaker cleaner brand mm-hmm. and it's moving. I've, I'm, I'm selling units. <clears throat> I'm, uh, I'm, I'm happy to be uh, getting a new shipping and receiving space well. so that I can do, you know, be a little bit more efficient. Yeah. But there's the bottle right there. Oh, nice. I like it. Clean label. Kevin is uh, a fellow sneakerhead. Even he's a better sneakerhead than I am. No such thing. He actually wears his shoes. <laughs> um. So, Kevin, just to let you know, I tested and collaborated with five different manufacturers. Wow. And I did a bunch of testing, and then this formulation right here, I decided to go ahead and go with it because it turned my used pair of Travis High Jordan ones. Yeah. From beat dirty to looking really good. Wow. This and is an amazing <clears throat> presentation. You dig like, it? I think it's better than Jason Mark. I think it's better than Rejuvenator. <laughs> I think the sneakers friend is the better looking of presentation. And if it can fix a pair of shoes that's beat, that's crazy. Yeah, it uh I you know it. the I with the suede on those, you gotta be careful on what you use. And uh I made those I made those look pretty good. Yeah. Um, so what's the website? The website is thesneakersfriend.com. You can go on Instagram, look for The Sneakers Friend on TikTok. You awesome. can buy right from Instagram or Facebook. I have uh, I have the Instagram shop. I have a bunch of active discount codes. Oh. So go through. I'm pretty sure all of them are still active. So go through the timeline there. If you see a discount code, use it. You can, you can, you can pick some up. I ship quick. It comes with the brush. It comes with wow. a medium bristle brush. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to go with the super hard one because that's too hard. And then yeah. the soft one doesn't really do much. Doesn't clean. And then, as you know, uh, you know, I'm just starting out. And we should probably, uh, if, if you want to know about it, we can talk about this a little bit later. But I am was mostly a photographer slash marketing helper in yeah. 2019 and 2020. And was severely affected by the shutdown, by COVID shutdown. So last year, a little bit over a year ago, Comcast partnered up with this business coaching business called Eureka, and they gave $12 million in grants to 60 businesses in the Puget Sound area. No way. So my wife sent me this link, and she goes, fill out this information. So it was a grant. And I had to fill out, you know, what I did, how it affected me, what would I do with the grant money, yeah, hardships, all, you know, all that kind of stuff. Right. And then about, I don't know, a month ago, they messaged me and I was I was a recipient of this grant. What? Congratulations. So it was a $10,000 grant. Holy smokes. <clears throat> Congratulations. Well, thank you. Yeah. And I mean, it was, I had had this idea for the sneakers friend for a while. Yeah. But I mean, it's scary to put money into something. Yeah. And uh, especially that kind of money, it's, you know, I had by this time I had done most of the testing. um, And when I got the grant, I froze. I went into the analysis. I went into the paralysis of analysis and I actually didn't spend any of that grant money (laughs) for months and months and months. You know, I had mentioned this to a couple of my buddies and 
one of my buddies goes, man, why are you scared? Yeah. And then I said, well, because once I placed that order for infant, like it's real. Right. And then the first thing he asked me was, is like, do you believe in it? And I'm like, yeah, like, yeah. I, you know, $2,000 shoes. Yeah. Well, you know, I will. I, I use this around. On. That's crazy. And then he goes, if you believe in it, start it. That's awesome. Buy it. And then I said, yeah, but once it's, you know, once I do and then it's real. But and then I, you know, I said the cliche, quite the I said the cliche thing, which is what if it doesn't work? Right. To then, which he replied brilliantly, where he goes, if it doesn't work, it didn't work with someone else's money. Right. This okay. isn't your money. Touche. <laughs> it's like you should, it should be okay. That's amazing. Because it's other people's money and you gave it a shot. And I'm like, oh, okay, he's completely right. <laughs> Like, why not fail? They but took then, of the course, risk. I'm trying not to think of it as I'm going to fail, right? It's Yeah. Like it, the I've had it live, the product live, for uh, six weeks or so, like okay. kind of like a soft yeah. launch. Um, I still haven't released that much content or videos, and I'm in the process of making all of that. And uh, so far, the reviews are coming in for the people who have bought it. They're digging it. Love and it. Let me ask you this. This is part of my spiel mm -hmm. is that it is not really for it's not just for sneakerheads. yeah it's for individuals who want to prolong the life of their shoe right so like my buddy my buddy does he's not going to spend more than 50 dollars on a pair of shoes right yeah and he wants those 50 dollars shoes to last as long as possible two years three years so <laughs> it's like this 25 dollar investment will let him yeah. not have to spend another 50 bucks for a really long right. time. Yeah. So that's the that's the, an avenue that I'm going to take that it's not just for sneakerheads, it's that's for smart. people who just want to prolong the life of their shoes. That's really smart. Um so yeah, and uh uh yeah, so check them out thesneakersfriend.com. Uh you can buy online, you can buy through Instagram. Uh, my ship out quickly and um yeah, I have a I have three more products in the works. I'm nice. just waiting, you know, waiting for a, a little bit of right to revenue to, to come revenue back in so that I can yeah. buy some inventory. No, but, that makes sense. But uh, I want to turn this into not just you know, uh, not just like crease protectors or right, yeah. Or, like I want to do like coffee, thinking bigger outside of the and, box, like you know, the sneakers friend tequila. Yeah, oh, yes, because all <laughs> sneakerheads like to drink, <laughs> or at least ninety nine percent. You know, them, like cool merch, like yeah, have like something cool. I like that. That is not just a, you know, I mean, the sneakers friend. Yeah, I don't think that I would want a shirt that just says the sneakers friend. I think some people would. <clears throat> you think so? Oh, of course, yeah. Because think... what I'm, what I. What I'm going to do, and I've already reached out to, uh, he's a, he's a artist in Mexico who does just fantastic lettering. Oh, okay. Like graffiti style. Yeah. And then I had him do TSF in just graffiti style. Really cool. So I'm thinking about doing something like that. So it's the sneakers friend, but it's like total I like that. style too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, there, there's a whole lot in the works, but you know. One step at a time, I guess. Yeah, baby steps, and then sometimes you got to take those big steps. Yeah. Well, my gigantic step was just buying inventory. Yeah, getting your inventory. I that think the presentation scary. on that bottle is really, really good. Like, I think presentation is everything in that community. Like, yeah. if you're targeting the sneakerheads, like, everybody 
has specific things they like. Yeah. And every single like sneakerhead needs a cleaner or something to clean their shoe. Yeah. It's I think a market that's not well taken advantage of. And I think it's You smart. don't think so? No, I don't. I think oh. the the competition really like lacks. I think the mm. there's those like two, three brands, yeah. top ones. Yeah. And I don't think they do a good job of like reaching out and connecting with the actual sneakerhead. I think they like will reach out to like certain individuals and then they'll be like, hey, do our brand ambassador stuff for us. Right. I think there's a real disconnect. And maybe, I don't know if you've thought about it, but SneakerCon is coming next month. Yeah. We're definitely not sure if they have like an exclusivity thing with that other one, but. You know what? I don't know. I don't know if they do either. But yeah. Soulmates is going to be at SneakerCon. Yeah, I saw that. So That's awesome. I'm going to, and Paris mentioned it to put some out there. So we'll see. Um, I mean, you know what? I'm glad you dig it because this was not designed by committee. It was me just saying I need to get something and I want to do it quickly. I love it. So I made it super fast. And when I bought the labels, so I'm actually labeling these. Really? I have labels. a labeler. I'm, I'm labeling them. Um, nice. You know, I told the manufacturer that I wanted a black bottle with the black cap with the Love black it. top and uh, and a black brush. Oh, nice. So like I, I haven't seen anyone with black, a uh, black bristles and the black handle. Yeah. So I think that that's a little, that's a unique. little different. That's very unique. Um, I feel like that's kind of stuff that appeals to that separates you from everybody else. Everybody else has a brown brush with or brown brush with like. The normal no color bristles. Or, yeah. yeah. I think the stuff that can yeah. set you apart is simple stuff like a, a brush. That's That was the, the thought that went into it. And this whole exercise has been fun because up until now, I hadn't really felt that my business degree mm. was a whole lot, uh, was very Taking helpful. Taking advantage yeah. of, yeah. So I'm like, okay, you know, the that plus this Eureka coaching, which... That's amazing. I've taken advantage of a little bit, not a not a whole, whole, whole lot, but all they were doing was reminding me of stuff that I learned in, you know, in college. Yeah. So it's like identify your audience and identifying your audience isn't as easy as say people who have shoes. It's like really Yeah, right. Digging in. So that's where thinking about this stuff, it's like, all right, who? It's like, yeah, sneakerheads. <clears throat> but People who want to prolong, like that's where that came in from. We're yeah. thinking about it in, in business class right. way. Like reach outside the target demographic. I yeah. think that's really yeah. smart because yeah. everybody has shoes. Everybody right. has a pair. Yep. Literally. Yep. And, you know, just remembering when I was a kid and my mom not wanting me to buy new, not wanting to right. buy me shoes. And then she would just throw my shoes in the washer. Yeah. <laughs> I remember taking my toothbrush when I was a kid. And like, oh, you were I was meticulous. Probably, yeah. <laughs> still funny. am. It's a problem. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. All right. So, yeah. this So, this uh, that's enough of that because the Sneakers Friend's not paying that much for sponsorship <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> They're cheap. <laughs> so, I have my boy Kevin here. Hello. Kevin, how's it going? Good. Thank you. Thanks how for having has me. 23, how has 2023 treated you so far? amazing yeah uh, best year so far yeah yeah it's been great you healthy know, the past couple of shows i've said 20 the beginning of a new year it's uh it, what's going to happen is we're just setting ourselves up to be disappointed in yeah. practically 11 months <laughs> <laughs> it's like how will i disappoint myself <laughs> this year 
Yeah, definitely. I've uh, I've been good. I've been walking a lot recently. I've been uh, kicked Red Bull, so I tried to get a lot of sugar out of my diet because yeah. I've been a heavy sugar drinker for what probably ever since COVID. Like I'd be stuck at home, bored, like losing energy. So I just started drinking Red Bull like Man. a ridiculous amount. And Man, sugar is horrible for it you. It is terrible. You wouldn't. I don't think a lot of people like grasp how no. I saw those pictures. I don't know if you saw this recently of people in like the 60s and the 50s they're walking on the beach. All of them are cut. <laughs> yeah, they're all in shape. And now you go to the beach and you got guys like me oh, and man. their belly you're, hanging out. You're a, you're fine. <laughs> no. I'm pushing 290. I'm pushing 230. Man, your 230 is my dream weight. Oh, I'm, I'm trying to get back to like realistically i'd like to be down to like 190 or 195 oh i'd love to do that so easy easy easy, yeah just especially now that i've cut sugar out i mean the amounts of sugar i was drinking i i I do put cream in my coffee in the morning uh but i think it it should be pretty easy to cut it especially with walking and just cardio alone should help so uh when was this three months ago i started a bet with uh big mike I'm not sure if you know, Big, know Big, Mike. Mike. Big Mike from 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 the shop. I don't know if I know who he is. He's uh, he, I insulted him oh, no. because I he was wearing this Andy Warhol shirt. Love it. And I'm like, man, that's a pretty cool shirt. Sell it to me. And then he just looked at me and he goes, bro, there is no way this shirt is going to fit you. I'm like, why? You're, almost, you're just as big as me. And then he got super offended. Oh, Lord. Which I guess... I, I mean, he's a big guy. Yeah. And then he goes, there's no way. And then we started talking and they go, let's do a bet of who could lose the most weight. Oh, I love it. In six weeks. Okay. And I lost 29 pounds. Holy smokes. In six weeks. Good for you. That's not well, easy. I gained it all back. Well, huh. but, the, the, but that's the thing is that I went super hardcore and I was able to get I was consistent. Yeah. So no sugar, no grains. Wow. No boozing. Got rid I of made, carbs. Yeah. Got rid of carbs. Maybe I had three cheat meals in that six, seven weeks. Maybe I drank two wow. or three times. Good for you. Just a little bit, not a whole lot. And I was doing cardio every day. So it took me about a week to get my my routine. Yeah. But once the routine kicked in. And then especially the last two weeks where I was doing two workouts a day, I was working out here at home in the morning for an hour. Yeah. And then in the evening, I would go and take boxing classes. Oh, man. And then I was wearing sauna suits doing all of this. Yeah. that's And I was going to the sauna. And the day before we weighed in, I didn't eat or drink anything. So you cut a ton of water weight. And then that morning, I went and did... An hour cardio with my sauna suit. So I was just super depleted. Oh and I, I was messaging him. I'm like, hurry up and come so we can weigh in. Yeah. I, well, I didn't tell him that. It was like, just, just hurry up. But I was needed to eat or drink. Yeah. Something. So I ended up losing 20 and he was so mad. You won. You, he didn't even you, come close. Yeah. And I was it was for say. $500. Oh, you <laughs> win. You were smart. Hey, 500, 500. But he was, he, then, then he, he was a little hurt about it. He goes, you're cheating. I was like, I'm not cheating. And then I have video of me dripping, uh, releasing yeah. the sweat that was in my sauna suit. Super dis- It was like a waterfall Wow. of all of the sweat that accumulated. That was and it's like so- I was doing this every day. That's crazy. That's the sober October mentality there. Man. That's so, wild. But now that was extreme. 
that was super extreme. Yeah, definitely. So I need to get half of that and then be able to keep it. Yeah. But you should, man, you should, where, where do you live? UP. I have, we live in such a beautiful area. We live in a university place, which is overlooking the sounds. We have the best spot to go walk every day if we want. Uh, We live right in Chambers Bay. There's like tons of walking areas in that area. That's a golf course. Yeah. Yeah. And the nice thing is, is it's like a, it's not an easy walk. It's a little challenging. Like there's really steep hills. So it is an actual good cardio workout. Like if you do it, you get heavy breath. And how often do you come up here? Uh, probably like two, three times a week. I try, like, I hate driving up here because the traffic obviously is terrible. Mm. Uh, but I come up to Seattle at least like two to three times a week, just depending on if there's releases or if someone tells me something dropped. But now that Nike is gone in Seattle, I don't know that I'll be mm. up nearly well, as much. I'm gonna pro- I was going to propose if you came up here. Oh man. Let's go to let's go to the gym. I am I you know Kelly's been trying to motivate me to go to the gym and both of us are insecure for some reason whether it I don't know just something real about us we Do both you, have insecurities. Have you ever lifted? I used to, yeah. yeah. I I uh obviously been blessed with the same genes, similar genetics to you, just bigger upper bodies yeah. where you look like you're yoked and you <laughs> hit the gym every day but we don't. No. Haven't hit the gym since probably like I'd say 15 years, but I still like to play basketball. Like a couple of the younger sneakerhead guys okay. that I do lineups with, uh, they got me to go out and play basketball. And that's when I realized that I need to get back into shape Yeah, because we were playing to 10. And uh, I was playing with some guys that are probably like 20, 21. And here I am, 38 years old, and I was winded heavy wind like (laughs) i was sucking air and i was stealing all the air of all west seattle that day but i remember just like we had to stop every like two or three points because another kid one of the younger guys was in as awful shape as i am so fortunately we were able to stop and take (laughs) rest that's funny yeah what i would do in those situations is shoot but then miss badly so yeah. that it bounces <laughs> over far. the fence yeah so then it takes someone you know make them run and go get, it. go get it yeah fortunately they realized and saw how in desperate need of air i was so but yeah i mean it's funny because that motivated me to like like look at everything and say hey you need to like kind of fix some things yeah. like i it made me really conscious of my health <clears throat> excuse me and i know like both of my parents had strokes in the mm. last like three or four years oh. and then kelly's mom had had a stroke in the past so i'm like been really conscious like yeah because it's, it's right it's yeah it's right there yeah it's weird as i get older <clears throat> like i'm starting to recognize it because back in the day you know yeah. especially if you go to the doctor they'll say oh, do you have a family history yeah of everything stroke yeah cancer heart attacks strokes they, all of it i just had a, a physical last oh, week Lord. And uh, that was the first thing he asked me was, do you have a family history of, of heart issues? And uh, I'm like, man, first of all, I'm Mexican. Every Mexican has high blood pressure. <laughs> Carne asada, man. It's, it's like, yes, there's diabetes. There's everything yeah. in there. And then, you know, then he goes, well, even more so that you need to start paying attention to this. Yeah, I feel like I see that's something I need to do as well is I need to go see a doctor because my hearing's been bad for probably five, six years Mm. from, I just, it's tough to hear. Like uh, we'll have the TV or the music on in the car and Kelly's like, it's way too loud. I'm like, wait a second, what? 
I can yeah. barely hear it. I mean, it might be a little weird to think I might need hearing aids, but man, they're so tiny now. Yeah, I don't think and, you can even notice. And there's they're they have it now that you just control it with your phone. So like so it's not crazy. as in, intrusive as it used to be. Yeah, I remember the ones my grandpa had yeah, with like big old whistle and, and do weird an antenna stuff. that yeah. stick, stuck out. <laughs> like the old radios. <laughs> yeah. No, go. I mean, I've been I have a I have a buddy who's he's not that much older than me, but it's like go. Yeah. Because as men after 40, yeah. well, actually after 35, yeah. everything just starts to Break. go wrong yeah like everything starts to just mess from testosterone levels mm-hmm. to thyroid function it yeah. just goes and then you want to you want to blame how you feel on just getting older yeah but that's not realistic the, it's not that, that's not the way to go it's right like the, a lot of these things can be fixed yeah it's and crazy there's a thing there's a solution to it it's like why would you not want to feel better man i feel like me I've, I'm really being conscious of it now. It makes me like almost paranoid. I hate to say it, but I feel like the one proactive thing I can do is exercise and stuff. So yeah. also I procrastinate everything when it comes to like my health. The most important thing is the one thing I always procrastinate yeah. on. I don't well, know. If dudes. It, yeah. I don't know if it's because I'm scared of doctors or whatever because of the past that I've had from recovering from oxys but yeah i don't know if that's what it is if i'm terrified to go see a doctor or what but but that's a, i mean that is a very common issue with with men yeah that we just don't go yeah when i was a kid when i was 21 my appendix burst oh wow and i didn't go to the doctor until like day four and at the time just about the, to die the woman that i was with she was begging me to go to the doctor <laughs> and then i remember saying i'm fine just give me a second going into toxic shock I ju- yeah i would just but then once i started throwing up bile that made oh, my wow. whole face numb that's scary i just couldn't feel it um i said uh i said maybe i do need to go and then she called my parents and my my mom took me to to the to oh, the doctor love it and uh yeah so i was living with the with a that's crazy. With a broke with a burst appendix for a week, and then I was in the hospital for a week. Yeah, for because it was so my insides were just completely infected and putrid. Oh, that's so. But no, wild. that's a very common thing with dudes. Like, yeah, want to go to the hospital. Yeah, when I collapsed my lung, uh, it the doctor said tall white men, six foot, common, blah blah blah. I I had quit smoking marijuana at that time. I I think I was still smoking cigarettes at that point, but I would like slow down a bunch, but I woke up one morning and my chest was like hurting, felt like someone, like I had torn a muscle in my mm. sleep and I'm like, well, whatever, I'm going to go to the gym, play some ball, try to exercise it out. So I go play basketball for a few hours and I notice it's like getting more and more painful as the day goes by. So I'm like, ah, hell, I'll go to the, the sauna and I'll see if I could you know, like loosen it up in the sauna right. and it didn't get any better in the sauna. Right. So I was like, well, maybe the hot tub will do it. Sit back, lay in the hot tub, gets worse and worse and worse as the it's day goes probably by. not what you could have done. <clears throat> no, exactly. I was doing everything I shouldn't have been doing. Right. I should have went to the hospital, of yeah. course. Uh, and finally, I remember on the way back home, I had told my friend who was driving, I was like, 
I'm just going to smoke a cigarette. Maybe we should go to the hospital. So I have one lung and I'm puffing on my cigarette. And he's like, well, we got to stop by my house real quick. So we stop by his house. Then about an hour later, we finally get to the hospital and they're like, you were like this close to collapsing your other chest. Oh, Yeah. So my lungs, because there was a hole in it and it had collapsed, it was just seeping oxygen into my chest cavity, which was causing extraordinary amounts of pain. And I was in the hospital for a week for that. So yeah, go to the hospital if you ever have crazy issues, chest pain, especially. But also go to the doctor. Yeah. Preventative maintenance, like on your car. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's, it's worth it. It's worth it. Yeah. My, uh, they did a thyroid check on me and they found that it was a bit wonky. Oh man. So I've been taking, I've been taking a thyroid pill for about a month now and I feel a ton better. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. I feel a lot, mostly mood. You know, if you got, I mean, of course I did. I told the doctor, of course I did what you don't want people to do. I started WebMDing and yeah. so <laughs> diagnosing myself. He's <clears throat> like, I saw this, this, and this. And then he mm-hmm. kind of rolled his eyes. Yep. And then he just acknowledged and said, okay. <laughs> but, That's funny. You know, there's a whole bunch of uh, symptoms for having low, a low production. Yeah. You know, a, 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 a whack thyroid. I almost wonder. It's like genetic <clears throat> for me as well, the thyroid thing. So. I and it's something super easy to fix. Yeah. And it's, um, you know, and it makes you feel better. So, yeah, definitely go. But we'll do. if you do want to, um, I started lifting two weeks ago. Yeah. I cut down on the cardio, which I need to bring the cardio back. But I started lifting and it's a little bit embarrassing pushing no weight. But, I mean, you got to start. You still got, got, still got to start. Yeah. I know I've always uh, had trouble lifting weights because... When I was a kid, I got chased up a tree by a serial killer. Long story short, I know I talked about it last time, but oh, I, we'll touch on it again. Yeah, I I know. Ever since then, my like I don't know if it's like the strength. I just never been able to like hold it correctly because my mm. hands are so jacked up from falling out of the tree. But like it's impossible for me to grip stuff well. But I I do love like lifting because I know it's more of a rep like with anything repetition and getting better at it and going up in amounts but i've always struggled with that as well like all right why why can i only bench 90 pounds or why can i only bench 70 pounds or i i know i it just takes the effort of going and starting to do it so you know um have you ever heard of huberman dr huberman i haven't no so he has a he's a neuroscientist okay and he has a a podcast called Huber, Huberman's lab and it is really fascinating and I was listening to something he was talking about yesterday about motive about rewarding yourself yeah and uh you know based off you know what we were just saying is that the motivation to keep on going yeah. what, what he was saying and what they have done studies on is when you do something with a reward at the end. So like mm. I'm my goal right now is I want to I don't necessarily want to be skinny, but I want to look big yeah. in a muscular way. Sure. Like yeah. I want my muscles back yeah. from when I was a little bit younger. But my goal is 
for a trip to Mexico we're doing in May. Okay. I'm going to marry. I'm going to officiate the wedding of oh. a couple of, of our friends. And you want to look like Jason Momoa. With and I want to look like Jason Momoa. <laughs> <laughs> I want all eyes on me. Yes, sir. But he's saying that if I think about it that way, I am going to not love the act of working out mm -hmm. because when you have a goal at the very end, it makes the time that you dedicate to accomplish that goal seem a lot longer. That makes and sense. there is less, there is less some um, appreciation of it. And then he, but then because he's a neuroscientist, he talks about dopamine levels and yeah. how, and how you want to release. Basically, if you, think of a single goal mm -hmm. your dopamine is only going to be released when you reach that goal right the and then it's not going you're not going to be dopamine driven every day getting there to yeah. that goal that makes and sense i'm like listen i'm like that is totally true yeah it's like when i go to the gym i'm counting the minutes it's like i'm only going to be here for an hour mm. and then um and then he goes you need to learn how to love the process you need to learn how to have the, you know, workout session right. be the goal so that you are dopamine driven at those smaller, mm -hmm. at those smaller um, times. Yeah. And then be not so goal oriented. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And uh, it's like, man, that just, that did made a total sense. So it's like, you know, and I've been into bodybuilding forever. Yeah. And that's how these dudes think. Like, they, right. These dudes think, you know, I'm going to work out and I'm going to love the pain. Right. They're, they're driven off of the pain of lifting Lance Armstrong, um, big Lance fan. He yeah. talks about how he loved the pain of climbing mountains oh. on his bike. Yeah. That'd be crazy. You know, boxers, you love the pain of training. Right. And the, yeah, the reward is, you know, a, you know, a payday or a fight. Right. <clears throat> but those are only, well, for, let's just say for, for bodybuilders. My Mr. Olympia. Yeah. It's only one, one guy. Yeah. It's one show a year. Yeah. So you can't, that can't be your. Yeah. Your, your end goal. Release, right. right? It, it has to be, a, you know, so I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to do that. Yeah. That's, Think of it in that way. I like that. I like it a lot. You know, I, Kelly's always been really disciplined when it comes to that. One of the few things she is disciplined about, <laughs> but she's really good about like, she motivates herself. Like every day she's like, Oh, I got to go on a walk today. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Oh, my back's hurting today. You know, sneaker drop this day. I always like motivate myself to get out of it. But lately I've looked at this, if she's willing to go on a walk with me, we can spend time together sure. and enjoy the, you know, and I actually have enjoyed the, you know, the pain of like getting back into it too. Right. Like I know I'd be sore. My legs would hurt. Yep. I have uh, blisters all over honor, my feet. Yeah. Blisters all over my feet. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you can't be walking around in. <laughs> no, I was walking Travis around in Air Max 90s, uh, <laughs> like a, a beat up pair that I had treadmilled. I and I am good about that, but see, I was doing the same thing you were like. Uh, I had my pot at the end of the rainbow, and I was yep. just going to the end of the rainbow. Be right. ready for California, so you can have your shirt off in California. Yeah, and I I probably dropped like twenty pounds, and this was twenty twenty one. Uh, but I remember I had bought that specific pair of shoes for that, like getting myself back into shape, 
in 2021. And now I'm like, this pair of shoes sucks. I don't know how I did this. Like <laughs> they hurt my feet every time I wear them. Like, yeah, I'm going to have to get new ones. Time to get new ones. Yeah. And sell them with, uh, clean up the old ones with some sneakers. Frames. There you go. There you go. There you go. <clears throat> yeah. So that's a, it's, uh, do you ever listen to David Goggins? I do. I like Man, him a that lot. Guy. He annoyed the heck out of me at first, mm -hmm. but now just listening, it's Smart. just, it, it, I mean, it just makes total sense. Yeah. It's, uh, I was, I, I was listening to him talk about his morning routine mm -hmm. and he goes the, I wake up about five and I go for a run. Yeah. Because I hate running. I do not like it. Yeah. So I want to get it done as quickly as possible. Yeah. Move on with my day. And then move on. Yeah. It's crazy that that's his motivation and how he sees it. And that's the way Kelly is like, she'll shower, yeah. then go for her seven, eight mile walk or whatever mm. it is. I don't, she goes far mm. like, and she'll do it in like two hours and come back and I'll be on the computer sitting there <laughs> doing nothing, you know, trying to buy sneakers or <laughs> something stupid playing Euchre. So there's, there's definitely a balance. Yeah. Like we don't have, I mean, he is insane. He is an insane human being. Yeah. <clears throat> and you know, Cameron Haynes is right. I don't. Oh, he's like a ultra marathon runner. He's one of the click of Joe Rog Rogan's friends. And, uh, he'll do like hundred mile races. And yeah. That I just, I don't, I personally don't ever see that for myself. No. It's never a long-term goal of my own, but if people can do that, it just shows the human body is capable oh, of yeah. amazing gnarly well, things. And I'm not using my body to the full potential. Right. Or even close. Well, Goggins did eight hundred mile runs eight weekends in a row. I feel like they're probably hand in hand. They probably are I'm it's, sure he's been on there. Yeah, you know, and I'm I read his book. I read Goggins the I don't know if it, I don't remember which one it was but he talks about the first 100 mile that he did and it was in a track so he was just running around it was a 1 mile track and he ran around it 100 times wow and he talks about crapping himself <laughs> peeing himself Yo. of bleeding and yeah of uh so gnarly of his I don't know if it was his girlfriend or his wife at the time helping him into the shower and wanting to take him to the hospital wow. that he went into his kidneys went into failure and yeah. it took him a while to to recover from that i can imagine and that's yeah i'm never gonna do that either no but can i go to the gym and have a you know a pretty good intense lifting right. session yeah like, yeah and then can i do that Eight days in a row, yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, yeah. that's the yeah. So that's I mean, that's. Uh, I like it. Yeah. We we just got to start thinking about stuff a little bit differently. Yeah. Well, if you want to lift, they let me do uh, free guests at LA Fitness. Oh, nice. Yeah, definitely. I will definitely be hitting you up then. Bring some workout clothes. Yeah, I went two days. Uh, I'm gonna do legs tomorrow. Oof. My legs day. are the worst. No one likes legs. No, but it is good to have that feeling of not being able to sit down on the toilet. Yeah. Of, you know, going into, it hurts. The, going into the stall with the handrails. Yep. Our old place, <laughs> our old place, the bathroom had a handrail. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, ours does. <laughs> does it? Yeah. Yeah, definitely does. <laughs> so that's really convenient for post-workout day. So you mentioned, re remind me. I mean, I, I, I was watching a video Right, yeah. about your experience with this uh, yeah. serial killer. Yeah, so 
I grew up in that small town in Wisconsin, Baraboo, Wisconsin. Uh, why are there so many serial killers from Wisconsin? Why are there so many in Washington? Well, it's everywhere I go, I are guess. They? I don't yeah. know. Well, Washington There's has... There's quite a bit. Bundy. But, but he wasn't way. primarily here. Right, right. He, he just happened to kill a, a couple. See, a that's few. like Dahmer, too, because he didn't technically grow up in Wisconsin. He was from, like uh, I think, like Indiana or Ohio or something like that. So... Either way, there's it's probably something I don't know. Water. It's something I, I I've always felt. All right, I know you're similar to me. You watch scary movies, and you, mm. I think it might be like a dark energy. Like honestly, I, I believe you know, like that kind of stuff. Like whether it be like stars or whatever, I think there's something dark in the town I grew up in specifically. Mm. Like a lot of people don't get out. A lot of it's an old like uh, Barnum and Bailey Ringling Brothers. <clears throat> the Ringling Brothers had their home base there, which oh. is a circus, uh, and they like you know started the town and they have this circus there every year and it's like Circus World Museum or whatever. But uh, yeah, so I grew up there and uh, when I was about six or seven, it was seven years old. <clears throat> I lived next to this crazy kid. I was always scared of him. He was mean <clears throat> and he was probably a year older than me or sorry, a couple years older than me. So he was much bigger than me. And I remember we were all playing tag in the backyard. It was me, my friend, Ricky, Justin, and this guy. And uh, so we're all running around and I decide I'm going to go up the tree or whatever to get away from him. And uh, I fall out of the tree because he starts shaking it. He's that big and it's, you know, a smaller tree. And I fall and I break both my arms and mm. mess up my spine. And yeah, so. That so was you pretty, were up there. I was probably like 15 to 20 feet up Jeez. as I picture it to this day. And I remember I was in so much pain, obviously, when I like got up. I, I'm lucky I made it. I, I remember telling my mom, I was like, I, my arms are broke. We got out of the hospital. And she's so like, you got up. Yeah. And I walked. Uh, yeah. And. I remember my mom's like, oh, we won't go to the hospital yet. You're probably okay. You know, it's just a couple bumps or bruises. And I remember she took me home and I like went into shock, basically f passed out on the couch. And I woke up like at nighttime and like just in excruciating pain. And she finally took me and broke both arms, like shattered my arms. And so, yeah, fast forward to like a couple years and we're, I'm with those same kids, Ricky and Justin. They were like close friends of mine growing up. And uh, we're at this roller skating rink that we all went to on the weekends in the winter time, because in Wisconsin there's literally nothing to do. So all the kids look forward to Friday nights and right. get to go roller skating and you know s dance with all the girls and you know chase right. women at the young age. <laughs> so we used to go down to this what was called like sock hop every uh, Friday. And uh, this guy, would, the serial killer dude, same guy who scared me out of the tree, would be on the bus. And he was like the bouncer that everybody was terrified of. So I remember, you know, him still being much older than me. I used to, you know, kids were well behaved because he was that intimidating, that Yikes. scary, that loose, you know, loose cannon. Like you just did not like being around him. And uh, so we're at Sock Hop and I'm sitting at like a picnic table, like type table, drinking like soda and having the pretzel because they have fire pretzels <laughs> and i remember i had my hands set on the table and he sat across from me and just slammed his hands or like just smashed my hand and it just sh shattered it again so 
So yeah. you're just there minding your own business. Yeah, just sitting there chilling. Nothing. So he obviously remembered you. He he, uh, he did not like me. Just could not stand me. He, and what was his name? Joe Clark. Joe Clark. Yeah. And and, and how, how old was he? Uh, I'd say he was probably like five, six years older than me. Maybe more, maybe plus or minus. I think he was probably two or three years older than my sister, so that would make sense. About five, six years older than me. And then you're. Ooh. I was literally like ten years old, okay. eleven max, because I was trying to do the math, and I think I'd be like eleven or twelve, because I was in like fifth or sixth grade. Okay, so, so he's like a sixteen, seventeen year old right kid. scumbag. Yeah. So this was. And, and yeah. where did he live in relation to you? Oh Lord. So. Uh, he used to be close neighbors to us when we lived in this area uh, where I fell out of the tree. We move, you know, go down the road and he ends up being like maybe, excuse me, he's probably like 10 minutes, maybe at max from us because mm-hmm. we live out in the country now. And, and did he hang out with this other group of friends that you had? Yes, that's okay. the worst. So I, I was always not a fan of his and he was always around like one of my friends was like, you know, they were like mutual friends. So he would always come around. Uh, but yeah, so he ended up busting up my hand that time. What did your friend say when he dude? I don't, knocked you down from the tree? I, I don't remember. I was like that day and it was so like, it, you know, I don't know. Like, I don't really remember it that well. Right. <clears throat> I don't know if it's from the trauma from it or what, mm. but like all I remember is looking down at him just scared, nowhere to go other than fall like an idiot. It seems like your friends would have <clears throat> been a little angry that they he knocked you down from a he tree. He was that intimidating that no one said anything. Yeah, he was scary. <laughs> like the whole time, like he was a bully and he was scary and. His like uh, his mo and his thing was is he liked the feeling of breaking bones and he liked yeah. the sounds of breaking bones and that was his like whole gross thing whatever it was. Yeah. So then, so then you, so then you. I'm assuming you had casts on. And- yeah. So I had uh, for the whole summer. It was like the beginning of the summer, and you know, uh, it was like one of the first days, first or second day of summer, and I. The rest of the summer had casts on. And I remember we'd go camping and I'd have to have my hands in garbage bags yeah. <laughs> so I could go swimming and stuff. With so the... you so you had casts. So then you healed. Yeah. The casts were right. off. And then that fall, yeah, is when I ran into him again at the sock hop. And, and then he just comes and just pounds. Yeah. Pounds just on your hand. For no reason at all. Just walked up to me, sat right across from me. And I was sitting with my friend Ricky and Justin. And he just sat right across from me and just boom, smashed it. And then what did you, what, what happened then? I, I remember I had to call my mom, come get me. And we went to the hospital. But I you remember like Joe broke me again. Yeah. This I, broke uh, me again. I could not stand him. I was, I always just did not like him. And I, I don't know like what it was, but <clears throat> there was the bus driver who would like make him the chaperone, they were neighbors. Mm. So he lived right next to her. She knew he had this rap for like being intimidating. Right. All the kids were terrified of him. She just wanted quiet. Quiet. And yeah. yeah. 
her like little thing, if I remember, was sit down, shut up. She'd yell it at everybody. And she, turns out she ended up being this sweet lady once you get to know her. Like <laughs> she was it must be stressful to be a bus oh driver. Oh my god. I could not responsibility. Have, and you've got all those little bratty kids running Just around running the bus, around cussing, testing you every day. So he broke your hand again. Yeah. And then like when you go to the hospital, did they ask yeah, who did this? Right. But the, you know, it's small town Wisconsin. They don't and the thing is, is so I don't go to the hospital in my hometown. We actually travel to a different one because the doctors in Podunk, Baraboo, Wisconsin are just right. you know, they're short bus. And so we go to this we go to the university uh hospital and that's where my like primary care was when i was a kid so we i went to uw madison to get my cast and all that and to remove them and stuff so i didn't i i don't think because of the connection was so far away they're like oh you know i mean it seems like they would have inquired yeah even like right. wanting to look at your parents weird right. saying Is they're there like what did you do to your on? kid yeah <laughs> why do you keep throwing him down the stairs <laughs> But yeah, it, it, I guess they just look past it. Like, huh. it, and it is well, the yeah. '90s. It's not, you know, and it's boys will be boys, right? Too. Like, yeah. So right. boys are supposed to do. They're oh, supposed they're to tough, go out and play. toughen them up, and right. Oh, they're gonna. He's gonna get a black eye, and you know. So then, so then, okay, he breaks you again. Yeah, and around this time is when the first kid goes missing in our hometown. So he, he's seventeen. So when. Joe is probably 16 at the time around this so time. So he had a vic he killed someone when he was 16? Yeah. So he would have been 16, I think. He had to have been 16 when he had his first victim. And what did he Maybe even younger. What do you know what the so, circumstance was for that? I So Joe had like a hit list of people that he was interested in killing and hurting or getting to and you know, getting to know them, then whack them or whatever. Jeez. Yeah. So my mom, a guy we went to church with, was the the person who had informed us. He was a detective that myself and my good friend Brian were on this list on of list, people that list. he had intention of getting to. So obviously, but so the summer, I think it was 1992. And uh, which I guess I would have been nine or 10 at this point. He would have had his first victim and the kid was sleeping uh, in his home. And it must have been, a, I think it was the bottom floor out in the country too. This yeah. is in the middle of nowhere. Right. And uh, so the kid's sleeping. He cuts open the window and just goes in. They uh, He takes him out of the home. And, you know, the police just think he's a runaway. And I remember the entire time during this, the entire time they say, oh, he's a runaway. He did. Oh, we found him in the river dead. Uh, you know, he was a runaway. He must have committed suicide right. and been depressed. So we go through the year. Oh, Chris, you know, he was struggling. He was close friends with my friend Brian, who is a little bit older than me. And they were lived maybe like, I'd say a thousand feet apart. So my friend Brian who is the one who hung around this Joe character, uh, lived right across the field from us. And uh, so the field, maybe like 
250, 300 feet, like a football field away from us. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> anyhow, he, uh, he ends up like, you know, their friends or whatever. And I remember at his birthday party one year, this guy shows up and we're all, you know, having like one or two beers getting, you know, like teenage boys or whatever. And I remember just that night just being so scared of him being at the place I was and, we're, and this is Joe. Yeah, Joe shows up, and I'm like, oh, bad bad vibes. I'm yeah. scared of him. He broke my hand. He scared me out of a tree and made me break my arms. Like, And I remember my mom is best friends with Brian's mom. That's how Brian and I became friends. They played uh, – or they bowled together. Mm. So uh, I look at Brian, and I'm like, we got to go sleep inside tonight. Like, uh, I like I'm not staying in the tent tonight if he's going to be here. And Brian's mom's like, yeah, you guys got to come in tonight. You can't be out here. He can sleep out here, but you guys aren't. So she, <laughs> she got us into the house, fortunately. Who knows what happens? Man. It's kind of scary thinking about that. That, And you're saying that his MO was he was a... Loved the sound of breaking bones. And then his weird thing was is apparently he had like a... He would bring his victim back to his house and uh, his parents, we were trying to figure this out yesterday. His parents must not have been around. Like, I don't know where the <laughs> fuck they were. Yeah. But he would uh, bring his victims upstairs and then just go to town on them, breaking their bones, breaking their legs, like jumping on their legs to break them. And he, yeah, it's brutal. And, uh, so then, then, so then he would, he would break, he would break his victim's bones right. in his room. Yep, and then carry them. So he he would break their bones, leave them in the bedroom, thinking their legs are broke, they can't go anywhere. Like, but then he also had like, he would try to befriend like and like tell them stuff and talk to them, and he had like these perfectly pristine, clean socks that he would use to like bandage up his victims so he would take these clean socks for some reason and he had a drawer full of them apparently and he would like gently like like fix it or whatever in his mind and then he'd fuck them up some more just go back to town fix it and then he in his mind he thinks he's fixing them but then immediately just go back to town and his so would they die in his room yeah i think chris like because his second victim uh, said that uh, he had supposedly killed someone besides Chris. And uh, Chris was the one in 1992 that went missing. And then uh, in 1993, I remember we were at the swimming pool. Uh, it was like July, maybe late June. It had to have been July, early July. And I remember we were at the swimming pool with my mom and my brothers and my sister and I remember my mom, like, terrified. She's like, another kid went missing today. Mm. And I'm like, what do you mean? We live in a town of 9,000 people. How yeah. are people going missing? Like, what are we talking about here? So the kid went missing middle of the night. Same MO, same story. This time this kid lives maybe, like, a 1,000 feet from Joe. Super close, yeah. like, right next to him. He's sleeping in the middle of the night. His parents leave the house unlocked because it's rural farmland, sure. Wisconsin. Nothing crazy ever happened. Yeah. So <clears throat> apparently they they 
knew immediately, apparently, that he was gone. But the cops, again, oh, it's the week of the fair. And every year, everybody looks forward to the fair because it's like <laughs> one thing to do there. Right. The Sauk County Fair every year. So he goes missing in the middle of the night. And the kid, he's sleeping. He picks him up, carries him out of the house, whatever. And the kid's like confused because he had just moved to Baraboo like a couple months before, just started school there, didn't really know anyone. And Joe was like, hey, come to my place. We're having a party. You know, I thought you were cool. So he gets him back to his house, which is right around the corner and gets him upstairs and goes back to town. And this Mm. kid, fortunately, at a... uh, a story to tell everybody. And that's like the story that I sent you. Yeah. Apparently there was victims before besides Chris that no one knows about who they are, but there's documented so, that they don't know who it was. How many are attributed to him? Two total, which thank God Thad was, I, it's crazy that this kid got away because he was tiny. I mean, he's no bigger than, you know, uh, it's still to this day, he's one of the smallest people you'll meet. Like he's short. He's maybe the height of a 12 year old. It's crazy how small he is just naturally, you know, his genetics. Yeah. He just was a shorter guy. So he's in jail. Uh, Joe. Yeah. No, Joe is a monster. He's, <laughs> he's much bigger, but he's in prison for life. Yeah. Uh, because Thad fortunately got away, which is the craziest story. He, uh, he did his thing on him for you know, night, nights on nights. And this guy was so bold that he'd bring like his girlfriend to the house, have her downstairs, you know, make out with her. And Thad would be upstairs, just broken legs. And and Mm. he, he had, so uh, one night Joe leaves and Thad, because he has broken legs, he's upstairs. He throws himself down the stairs to like, try to get to the phone because he saw a phone. And so he goes, gets to the phone, and as he's getting to the phone, the door opens, and Joe's there with his girlfriend. Oh. And so he has to stay quiet and silent and hide. So he's hiding there, and uh, the girl leaves, and unfortunately, he has to endure even worse punishment. And he's told them, like, if if you do this again, I'm going to snap your neck, and you're going to be in the river like Chris. Oh. And... Yeah, so man, it's it's dark and yeah, yeah, Wisconsin, Wisconsin. So yeah, Thad escaped though. Thank God, uh, he locked him in the closet after that, after doing the hmm. and Thad broke down the door, got out, and uh, fortunately made it to the same phone and called and got out. But he was, they said, about two hours from death because his he had such bad hematomas right. from all of the injuries to his legs and he has he still has surgeries to this day the poor kid and this guy killed two kids yeah in his when he was 16 17 yeah isn't that crazy a and baby. how did they end up catching him thad got away he and so he, he got okay. to so he, he got away and made he, it he threw himself he so he had locked in a closet and uh the house was uh filthy just dirty crap everywhere apparently yeah, so and, no uh, parents. No parents like, no. around. It was just a nasty place to be. Yeah. And apparently there was a broken guitar in the closet, and Thad used the guitar to beat down the door, break the handle, 
while he was gone one night and fortunately got down the stairs and made it to the phone because he couldn't stand. The phone had a long cord. Yeah. And he just yanked it off the wall and called got the, the receiver, called the police. And they thought he, it was a prank Yeah, because the cops were like, oh, another missing kid. Man. So he tried to escape twice. Yeah, he tried to escape twice. Well, he once, and then he yeah, actually got away the right. second time. Well, and the crazy part is, is Joe was such a piece of shit. Excuse my language. That he would, he would like bait Thad. He'd like give him the phone. He, Thad would be like crying. You know, I, I want to just talk to my mom. I want to talk to my dad real quick. Let him know I'm okay at least, and let him know I'm thinking of them. And he would, you know, hand him the phone, and he, you know dial the number or whatever and joe would just laugh at him like you think i'd actually let you call them a little like, yeah torture yeah just that's what it was about the torture Man. that's one of the darkest stories like that i could it's like house of a thousand corpses dark it's like oh and then your closeness to it yeah must feel yeah i mean that puts a real like horror movies okay fine but you know, yeah. knowing, being so close, being so connected to yeah. a true horror. So, yes, yeah. that's, that's super scary. Yeah. And then uh, so he had claimed insanity, obviously, that's what he had to protect himself. And they had found that notebook with his list of it was like a leg thing, can weights, which mm. were somebody who can wait to be murdered apparently and then get to now or get to know, I think is what it was supposed to be. Ugh. It's, I mean, and like you said, the, I think it's the closeness, oh, yeah. but after I had found that documentary, I was talking to someone about this uh, a week or two ago and they had pulled this up and I was like, Oh, I hadn't seen this documentary about oh, okay. this. The one you sent. Yeah. So they had showed it to me and I was like, we watched it yesterday and I am just like, ugh. ever since watching it, it's like fresh in my mind. I am again. never stepping foot in Wisconsin That's again. That's funny. Yeah. And I had to call my mom this morning because she wants to go to Wisconsin this summer and stay like, you know, 10 minutes, not even away from where this guy lived or whatever. And it, I just was like trying to let my mom off. Like, Hey, we're not coming. Sorry. <laughs> and then she comes back with, well, I don't know how much longer I've got left. Oh Lord! I was like, you, when where's your mom? <laughs> She's here. She's, She's in. Uh, yeah, it's like mom. Exactly. Right. You don't need to spend it in Wisconsin. Right. <laughs> I I don't know why she loves it there so much. I mean, it is pretty, but it like I said, that small town that I grew up in, some dark energy hanging over. So it, it was north, right? Is it? Yeah, is it's it south central. Uh, about where's it in re in relation to Milwaukee? It's forty five minutes north of Madison, and then about. Hour and forty five minutes northwest of uh, Milwaukee. Okay. So and it's like three hours from Chicago. It's more. It's near Wisconsin Dells, which a oh, lot okay. of people in. Oh yeah, I've been know to the Dells. Times. Yeah, and that's where I had my first job, and it's right next to Wisconsin Dells. Man, yeah, you've uh, Wisconsin has well, of course, Dahmer. Yeah. Uh, Ed Gein. Ugh, the gnarliest, huh? Well, actually, he only killed one person i thought he killed more I, I, I he shot a store owner that's right in the nighttime and i think that's the only one all of the other stuff no he might have killed one other woman but all of the other body parts he would dig about he was a grave digger yeah that's right 
And he wanted to wear a lamp, or he had the lampshade, yeah, the famous lampshade. He made shade. furniture out of skin and Ugh. collected vaginas and had vaginas in jars. <laughs> Such gnarly, Just, weird behavior. And then, yeah, like, and the, he did this for years and years and years and years, and he was out. And his mistake was that he killed that woman. Yeah. That's when they caught him. Right. Because they, someone had, he left, someone had seen him go into the store the day that this woman that's went right missing. yeah and he was a character he, from yeah. what i've understood he was just nuts he was he he got um I, I think he was successful with his uh insanity plea oh i'm sure yeah that's i don't i think that one works <laughs> but man that's crazy he inspired so many <laughs> yeah horror movies and texas chainsaw generations Massacre. american psycho <laughs> all that stuff it's crazy he definitely was not good for society, but no. fun. <laughs> I think there's another one too. You know, uh, Chicago, well, I grew up in Chicago. There's a couple there too. Yeah, John Wayne oh Gacy. Oh my god, that story is dark too. You know what? I've read two books about John Wayne Gacy, yeah. and it is that is nuts. His he's he was to the point where he's just so brazen that he thought he can do anything. For a while, they were they were they knew them. it was him. They were following them. <laughs> like during he disposed of a body With while they were watching him. It's while they so were nuts. tailing him. And uh and it was in the middle of winter. So that's how they ended up catching him. Yeah. Well, that's right. that was one of the evidence because yeah. his car was full of mud. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It, yeah, it was That's so wild. Crazy. The, People are nuts. The Midwest is wild. I feel like I think you know, have you ever heard about here speaking to serial killers? I've always, I want to get your opinion. Have you heard about the random feet that wash ashore? Mm. Interesting, interesting. So, for the, like the last 15, 16 years, there's just been random feet oh, that, that wash familiar. ashore in from Vancouver all the way down to here in Tacoma. And so, they just find random feet and they always say, well, someone committed suicide and they're just foot is found on a beach in yeah. a shoe and really interesting that I don't buy the story of it's a bunch of suicides. I think it's an active serial killer. Do um did you see Mindhunter? I did on yeah. Netflix. Yeah. Man, they better make another episode. I love another it. season. Yeah. That was such a fantastic show. You know, I think maybe they're going away from giving them the uh the the media coverage i always wondered like i feel like that's one of the things that they like thrive on and why they do yeah. it is because they get the the media coverage and it, they enjoy yeah, it it feeds into ego i think so i mean and clearly in. but the, the well i mean i'm i've have read my share of fbi and yeah you know, you know even mindhunter the book i read half of it but like all these terms like serial killer are relatively new. Yeah. Like this whole science of profiling yeah. is really new. It's within the last 30, 40 years. I think I've gotten really into like those murder documentaries yes. too. Like I've, it, I don't think in the nineties it was even like unsolved mysteries was a thing. Yeah. And what there was like America's most wanted, but they didn't go into the graphic detail no, that you no. get. On these shows nowadays, there's, there's the new season of uh, Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah, I saw that with uh, what's his name, Dennis Farina or something like no, that. No, no, there's even a newer one. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, 
There's even a newer because Dennis Farina died a, a while ago. <laughs> Didn't know that. But yeah, the, on Netflix there was. I think there's only one season. It might have not been. Maybe I well watched received. it. Kelly loves it. Uh, Forensic Files and yeah, I love, Unsolved Mystery. Yeah. Too. You know what? I, I there's so many. So the True Crime podcast are really good too. I listen to a lot of that conspiracy podcast. <laughs> a lot of it. I think both of us are addicted to it. It's crazy. <laughs> I I listen to these true crime podcasts mostly just to go to sleep. So I put my headphones oh, on. Oh yeah, yeah. Perfect to, to pass out. You to. know the 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 only the stu- the what happens that I'm not too fond of is when they play nine one one audio oh, and it wakes yeah. me up at oh. three o'clock in the morning. Ugh. Like yeah. the one that I was listening to now, the latest episode of Sword and Scale, uh, the 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 host says, this next scene, this next clip might be hard to hear. Mm. The the noise you hear are poor little Vanessa gasping oh for Lord. air. And it was like this six-year-old little girl <laughs> who was gasping oh for God. air. And then I'm like, <laughs> but I was a I was asleep. Yeah. And like I was trying to just push the you know, fast forward 15 <laughs> seconds because I Turned don't want to hear this. <laughs> but everything else, everything else is fine. That's um, gnarly. Well, man, that's such a story. Yeah, it's crazy. That is such a story. And glad that you weren't a victim. Yeah, I think I carry a little baggage <laughs> from it. Now that I like <clears throat> trauma. Definitely. I. That's I, something that. Yeah. I guess it's the not good to relativity. Think yeah, I think it's like out of sight, out of mind. And I, mostly that this dude. I mean, it's not like you were, oh, I know a guy who did this. Yeah. He broke you. He broke you twice. Yeah. And you got to wonder, like, if he, uh, if the, because he claimed when he was doing this to Thad that he had more than just Christian. There was a couple other ones he claimed. And, you know, being small town Wisconsin, they're not going to go outside of their efforts to try to find out who these people are, where they're at. They're just going to be like, well, we got this guy and he's yeah. locked up. He's going to be in prison. It's kind of crazy. You got to wonder like where they're at and what happened to those people. <laughs> like, And it's even scarier that that's a 15 or 16 year old kid that's right. willing to do that to someone. It's, yeah. Like it's not going to get any better. No. And <laughs> we say the kids these days are mad. I mean, uh, they are. Let's be real. <laughs> they are. They are. But the joy of breaking, but hearing breaking yeah. bones, that's, that's, um, yeah, he's, he's, he should be in an Hall of Fame. Yeah. I mean, he should have been caught earlier. So without a victim and then right. be in an institution. I feel like just the lazy cop mentality of, oh, well, like it, he ran away. It's summertime. It's Wisconsin. All the yeah, kids want to go hang out with their friends and drink beer during the summer. Yeah, I was talking to with Lori about that. <gasps> what happened? Uh-oh. When did this stop? <laughs> oh, no. It happened. Right. Um, man, yeah, that's such a... All right, let me just restart that. Jeez, no I have no idea where that started. Weirdness. All right. Well, Kevin, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. It was great hearing about your. I think you went into it in way further detail this time than you did last time. Yeah, because I don't remember a whole lot of those details. Yeah, we didn't really go into it. We yeah. kind of skipped past past that yeah. part for a reason. Well, I'm glad that you were willing to open up and share yeah, those. My but pleasure. Yeah, the fact that 
this isn't just someone that you knew who did or like someone that you knew that they knew that did this it's like yeah. this person did actual damage to you yeah and uh first hand being on a being on a kill list is yeah something it, crazy yeah i'm just grateful like because like i was telling kelly uh brian had broke his leg one time when i was a kid and it was just fluke. He was on his dad's uh, trailer and he just fell off and he broke his leg. And I remember as a kid, I started crying because my friend got hurt and I felt so <laughs> bad for him. I can't imagine if something awful would have happened to him. Cause he's, and I still talk to Brian to this day. I love the guy to death. So, mm. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's nuts. That's nuts. Yeah. Well, crazy. thank you so much. No, thank you. I thank you for it. listening. Don't forget to um, check us out on the podcast apps. Check us out on YouTube. Check out Rancho Bravo and the Sneakers Friend. Um, you're gonna be hearing. You're gonna be hearing about it way more. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Adios. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>